with us today, Kari Bustamante Ellsworth. Yes. Uh, really, Kari Ellsworth from the uh, Anchorage Wolverines in the North American Hockey League. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. The reason why we have Juana reached out and you were gracious enough to jump on right away a week or so after, or just a few days after I reached out, um, I watched a little snippet, a little teaser of this documentary called Year One that for the hockey community has been dying for the next Friday Night Lights for hockey, for the next Last Chance You in hockey, and for the Swedish audience, this is rinkside U.S. in the North American Hockey League, or perhaps Beartown or Eagles for the for the fiction side of it. So, I put up some pretty pretty uh, um, uh, high goals here. But uh, Kari, welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. That was a long intro. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. All right. So give us a little bit of background. First of all, who are you and what is your role in this project? And then we'll go into the project. Okay. So just a quick history on myself. I was raised in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, grew up playing sports, loved sports. Then I went into a career in journalism for about a decade where the majority of that was spent as the hockey reporters for the UAA Seawolves, as well as the Alaska Aces. Um, after I was moving away from my journalism career, my husband actually invested in a junior hockey team that was coming to Anchorage, an expansion team that was going to be called the Anchorage Wolverines. When the Wolverines kicked off their season last year, they needed some help with, you know, media and um, public relations. So they asked me to come on. I had done work like that for years. And so that was, it was kind of a fun hobby for me to help out with the team, but it, it really reignited that journalism bone in me. So I reached out to a friend who is a very talented director and filmmaker and I just begged him. I begged him to come work with me and to do a documentary on the Wolverines. And I think he said no a few times. And then we had some longer conversations and I finally got him to agree. And so that was how year one began. And so not to be too much of a, of a spoiler, which I know you're not going to do, but, but does it start from tell me can you say if it starts from the from before the team was was yeah yeah was, it definitely it has to start before the team uh was even incepted just because so much of that is is what made the anchorage wolverines season so important um we had lost our we have lost our professional team our college team was had suspended a uh, play for two, maybe three seasons, uh, I want to say. And our arena is a, or was or is a homeless shelter. So hockey in Anchorage was, was bleak. And the, you know, the potential for a team to play was, it didn't look so good considering we didn't even have a rink to play in. 
but past that a team to survive also seemed very unlikely. So it definitely, we have to catch, you know, people up with, uh, with what his, the situation that Anchorage is in before we can even, you know, get the, get the kids on the ice. All right. So tell us a little bit about, so first of all, so tell us a little bit about your husband and is he part owner or is he a sole owner of the, of the Anchorage Wolverines? He's a part owner. Um, He was approached by a, uh, a friend and a fellow businessman who just said, Hey, you know, my friend, my neighbor wants to start a junior hockey team and, and we need some investors. And my husband's a very private person. He doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't want like the rah, rah, any of that, but he's also, you know, he just has a good community heart and uh, largely they turned to me when this conversation was happening and said, Oh, Kari, like you, you could run this hockey team. Like you would, you'd get back at it. Like you were born for this role. And I said, absolutely not. And I, I can't believe that you guys are considering starting a hockey team. Look at the situation <laughs> we're in. Like, why would that sounds like a terrible business idea? And some days it still does sound like a terrible business idea, but you see the kids smiling faces and you just say, fine, I'll keep doing this. I needed a launch video. I needed some little uh, assets here and there to send out to the media organizations or on social media um, to really hype up this team. And in working with Kyle again, I was just inspired because I, I believe in him. I think he is so incredibly gifted. I think that he has been putting together these projects and these documentaries and these little, you know, snippets of work that I've kept up with through the years. And I've just thought that he is bar none. I mean, the best in our state and and probably one of the best that I've ever met, but, you know, but he lives here. So he doesn't necessarily get the exposure that most do, but he's, he's very successful with his business. So I kind of, you know, I had to get him down a few pegs as well to get to agree to this because his business right now, hybrid color is uh, really, really excelling in a lot of corporate projects, but, you know, just as the work that I was doing before the documentary, the corporate projects, they pay the bills, but they don't fill your cup. You know, there's, there's a lot of heart that he has and just, he's just like me. I mean, we're just suckers. We are just absolute suckers. We just, if it's for a good cause, we just say, fine, we'll do it. You know, we can't say no. And so while it was my idea, I was definitely inspired by Kyle to even propose it. And I think he had probably been thinking of it a little bit on his own, but it just seemed a little too wild and crazy for both of us to just stop what we were doing, aggressively pursue a documentary film venture without any sort of promise of where it was going to end up. And Kyle says it best that a lot of filmmakers aren't given the opportunity where someone just comes knocking on their door and says, hey, I have this great story that's happening. I want you to be the one to film it. I will fund it. I will take it on the chin, like try not to make this too devastating for me. And I'm trusting you with all of this. Like, I'll see you in a year or we'll catch up, you know, we'll catch up here and there, but this is your project. And so I think a lot of that too, for him was a little daunting because I was also effectively asking him to kind of step away from this corporate um, world that he had just been doing so, so well, and had found so much success in. And, and that was a responsibility too, that 
I took seriously. You know, I wanted to make sure that he was happy with where things were going, that he had the control, that he could be that creative person that he, you know, was always meant to be um, in potentially on a bigger stage, you know, once we get post-production, I'll, I'll finish up. But I, I did take it seriously that I was asking him to step away from that. And so that, you know, we, like I said, we did things backwards. We kind of were negotiating, but we had to start filming as well. And I just was like, just keep filming and we'll figure it out later. So, (laughs) so, uh, so, uh, and, and I know you told me before we, before I hit the record button here, that it's a little bit of, um, following the, the, the Netflix or, or something similar or what, what, what the audience can be mm-hmm. expecting is a little bit of last, last chance you or cheers kind of, uh, format. Exactly. Which has been but, hugely successful with yes. multiple seasons. We actually had a meeting with the director, uh, Greg Whiteley, and he, <laughs> just as we do things backwards, you know, we're just calling these people off the hook, uh, asking for advice on things because I mean, we were moving full speed ahead, but we weren't really sure, you know, where this thing was going to land. So we had a, a, a little chat with him and asked him for his honest advice because we had looked at Last Chance You and looked at Cheer so closely and we're kind of learning how to capture these kids through watching his work. And, you know, he sat down with us and and it was probably one of the turning points in the documentary film where he said, you know, what's nice about sports is that it's, it's built in, you know, there's a start point and an end point, but the big overarching, you know, thing that you have to find or establish is, is that impossible? It's that impossible thing that these kids are going to accomplish. And at that time he said, you know, what, what is it for the Wolverines? What, what is it? And I mean, for the Wolverines, everything was impossible. I mean, you know, a week before our first game, we didn't even have a home rink to play in. So I was like, gosh, that could have been a movie right there. Oh, great. They got to play, you know, but as the season went on, there was just so many little magical things that occurred at that moment, at that juncture, we were on the outside looking in at a playoff berth. And we said that, you know, we, we said that the playoffs would be our unobtainable. Um, and without giving it away, wow, were there a lot of other unobtainables that came after that unobtainable. So, so it was, it was kind of one of those, it was those funny things that, uh, it just, it just kind of kept getting better and better, but just to speak of that, you know, in the film process, what I can say is, you know, what a worthy subject that we kind of lucked in on in this junior hockey team and these kids. I, I talk about the, you know, stigma of junior hockey, what people think it is versus what I've found it to be with the Wolverines. And I just really think that junior hockey was just, I mean, it was just made for miracles. These kids are in an age and a time of their life where they really are still developing and so coachable and you can still put them in, you know, you can give them the direction that could completely change their lives. And every kid who played for the Wolverines last year is playing in a college program this year, the ones that all aged out. So I, and I I didn't really seem that probable as some of these kids, you know, in the week one, were looking at being cut from the team. So it was, it's pretty great 
the impact that a junior hockey program can have on kids. And there are a bunch of little stories like that uh, that happen with the Wolverines that I'm really excited to share because I do know that there probably is a 17 year old right now who got cut from a, you know, an A team and is looking at the NA three thinking, you know, well, maybe I'm just going to hang it up and, and maybe he can watch the story of Campbell psychos. Who's one of our players and and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep with it. Actually. I'm it's, it's not done yet. And I, I think that that's what I'm most excited about is maybe the impact that, uh, it could have individually on some of these young hockey players. In filming for year one, I thought if anything, this could be such a beautiful, informative and educational piece for people who were considering sending their kids to uh, the States to play junior hockey or playing junior hockey uh, in the NAL, uh, North American Hockey League. Yep. And it's just, it it kind of defied the stereotypes that I had always associated with junior hockey. It was really great to really be in it with the kids and see, you know, what their struggles really are, not just what we think they are and what, you know, what is important to them. And also the kind of impact that these kids have on the younger generations, you know, the Wolverines walk in the building and it's like, you know, the, the kids are just, they might as well be NHL players to our, to our little ones. So it's just been, it's, it's been educational for myself as well to just really see what we can do with such a seemingly small business. Where can, um, (laughs) where can people see the teaser now? Yes. Year one films.com. So yep. The trailer is available uh, on the website. There's YouTube. It's, it's on all the social media accounts, which across the board are year one films. We have lots of meetings with a lot of amazing people here in the next week who are going to impact um, the way that we decide to distribute this, whether we make it, you know, eight episodes or, or one long documentary, you know, we have everything laid out, you know, we're, we're ready to tell this story, but we're waiting to see if maybe there's someone out there who wants this, who wants it a certain format. And so once we get past that, I think we're looking at about six months, six months to a year in, in production, probably still ahead of us. Yeah. I was, um, so my honest, uh, feeling when I clicked on it it was just a someone had posted it which was a YouTube clip Mm -hmm. I clicked on it loved it thought Mm -hmm. this is what we've been waiting for we've been waiting for the next what every other sport's been doing and we're at all asking where's the hockey version of xyz and it's not trailer park boys it's it's you know uh, 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 the, the the real life that we that we mm-hmm. want to be able to follow and then i'm searching and i can't find the series is it on netflix is it on amazon mm-hmm. is it on some independent um uh other place and then i find out through really you're the one telling me yeah, yeah. we we are in negotiation so um uh, so that'll be the little bit of the of the cliffhanger yeah. Uh, out there that everybody that listens to this what can, what can the people that hear this or share this with with others in the in the hockey community what can we do to help speed this along 
you know, the more, the more I see that people are watching this and sharing this, cause I can, you know, we we're heavy into tracking all of that. I've had the conversation with my director. I'm like, you want to just do it. You want to just get it. You want to finish this, just get it done. We don't need anyone to tell us what to do. No one's told us what to do this far. We might as well just, you know, keep, keep going rogue on the documentary film world. And that's, a, that is a real conversation that we're having. Um, you know, I've, we all went into this just believing that we had just a really beautiful, magical story in front of us. And what we came out with was a beautiful, magical story that, I mean, I still, I, I was pretty emotional for about a month once we wrapped up filming because we weren't just filming. I was living that, you know, what the kids were going through that ride. I have never been, and I'm, I have been through a lot. I have, highest highs. I have, you know, I, I feel like I've had great success in my life. And it was such a different feeling going on that, going on the road with the kids till the very end there that I was just kind of sitting there scratching my head at the end. Like what just happened? Like what, what, what is this life we've been living? So I think we're a little excited to share these stories and we've, you know, just done it all on a, on a prayer this long. So if, if I see that all the numbers, you know, if, if we get some big push on all of our social media sites and this thing is, you know, popping up all over the place and people are like, we want it now. We can probably, I'm probably speed, speed. Up. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. What's the best way to reach other than, so year one films.com is yes. the, is the website. Mm -hmm. What other areas can they go in? Of course you can Google it and YouTube it. Yep. It's on Facebook. Our, uh, our year one films, Facebook page has the full video on there. That's actually been getting a ton of steam. I haven't, um, I haven't seen the numbers yet today, but you know, we only put this online Monday afternoon. So four days, four days about, and it's been incredible. I was out at dinner the other night and some, and they didn't know I produced it. They just, they just know that we're affiliated with the team and the manager of the restaurant came up and said, I just watched this video. And I was thinking, all right, it's happening. It's making the rounds. It's, it's doing what we thought it would do. So I think, you know, part of us sharing it was to see if people, you know, the reaction, if people really, really did want this. And if so, then we'll just have to put our, you know, heads down and grind it out a little longer and hopefully get it, get it in your hands sooner closer to that six month mark I talked about. All right. And if they want to, if they want to reach you directly, I know at Carrie Bostat. At Twitter's all, perfect. That's Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you're, you're out there in, in, in pretty, pretty, um, uh, pretty reachable. So I found you and uh, yeah. you responded to me. I don't know. I'm early out. So uh, you're going to get bombarded now. Uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how the Swedish community, cause they, they really, love the this genre mm -hmm. with ringside and with eagles and bear town uh so it's going to be interesting to see you know sometimes these guys these things take a turn where the momentum goes in different um mm -hmm. directions sometimes so that's going to be interesting to see what the what the response will be so kari thank you so much for in such a quick turnaround um jumped on here and and we'll put this out here pretty quick um 
I may leapfrog a couple of other people that that had already recorded because it's so hot and fresh and, and uh, we want to get it out there. So thanks for, for, uh, for jumping on and go to year one films.com. Look it up on Facebook. uh, Look, them up on on uh twitter and uh let's uh let's help out and uh, be strong community in the hockey community here thank you